Well, I am, uh, I'm glad that that's the last time that we have to watch that anxiety-inducing sermon bumper. <laughs> Happy New Year, everyone. Uh, if you're like my daughter, Nora, she told me right as I was about ready to come up, she said, Daddy, I'm going to have to get used to writing 2023 on everything now. I'm like, sweetie, that's going to take like three or four months, all right? It's going to be April, and I'm still going to be writing 2022. But we are so glad that you started your new year off here with us. And uh, hopefully over this last week, you got to take a little bit of downtime, uh, watch some of your favorite shows, maybe uh, enjoy watching both Michigan and Ohio State going down yesterday. Thank you, Jesus, for that New Year gift. Sorry, David Schunk, I had to throw in one more, one more little rib uh, to you. Uh, and hopefully you also get to watch your favorite Christmas movie over the last couple of weeks. In fact, why don't you, as we get started, turn to the person next to you and tell them, they may already know, but tell them what your favorite Christmas movie is, all right? Favorite Christmas movie, share it with those around you, and then we'll jump in. Die Hard is an acceptable answer. Just going to throw it out there. talking to a friend of mine at, uh, at Christmas Harps back at the beginning of December, and, and he was just sharing about how much of a Christmas movie fanatic he is, how the, he and his family just, they, they dive deep into the Christmas movies. And, you know, I think that we all kind of have that go-to or maybe go three or four that we like to go and, and, and watch this time of year. Uh, my favorite is, is Elf, uh, in case you were wondering. Any, anybody else Elf fans in here? Okay, it's good to see my people. Uh, so I, I think that one of the reasons, though, why we love Christmas movies is because they all kind of have this peaceful resolution, right? And like we sometimes enjoy movies that have cliffhangers. I know Quentin's a big Marvel fan, and some of those have some cliffhangers that, that don't quite resolve the tension. But, but I think that for the most part, we like stories that have that tension resolved, that, that kind of end in a place of peace. And that's certainly true for a lot of Christmas movies. After the Grinch stole Christmas, his heart grew again and he returned everything. Ralphie finally got his Red Rider BB gun after thinking there was no way his parents would allow it. Buddy the Elf found his family. Kevin McAllister reunites with his and John McClane defeats Hans Gruber and rides off with his wife. All of these Christmas movies have peaceful, happy endings. And we love these Christmas stories because I think of the way that they point to the Christmas story. Each of them in their own way captures the message of Advent and shines a light on the love and the joy and the hope and the peace that Jesus came to give. As we wrap up our Untangling Christmas series today, we are going to be looking at this final theme of peace. If you have a Bible or a Bible app that you like to use, turn with me to Isaiah chapter 9. We're going to kind of bounce around Isaiah 9, Isaiah 53, and then some in John 16. But we'll start there, Isaiah chapter 9. I recently read that the average adult 
in America loses or misplaces nine items every day? Loses or misplaces? How many of you are like, I am above average in something? Yes, I lose things all the time. Nine things. It's car keys, wallets, glasses, and fun fact, most of them who lost their glasses found them on top of their head. It was uh, crazy. Lose their phones, misplace all of these things. And, and after the last month that we had and the family get-togethers and the parties and the events and just the kind of the craziness and chaos of the season, it's so easy for us to misplace the things that matter most around this time of year and really every time of year. And things that we've looked at over the last few weeks, it's easy and, and ironically it is easy that in this season of love and joy and peace and hope, it's so easy to misplace those things. In fact, for a lot of people, I know the Christmas season is more about a time to be endured than to be enjoyed. In a season that is supposed to be marked by peace, many of us feel like maybe we've misplaced that and we would love, love to start this new year off with just a little bit more peace reigning in our hearts. Fortunately, Jesus has come to give us peace. Look at our text in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. This, this passage about the coming Messiah that was written hundreds of years before his birth. Isaiah writes, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. There is this this allusion to Jesus' humanity and his divinity all in one line. And the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. I love these titles that Isaiah gives the coming Messiah and, and I think of, of the four of them, my favorite is that last one that we're, that we're kind of going to hone in on today, the Prince of Peace. But if you think about the word peace being used for Jesus, it's, it's a little ironic. If you think about it, peace never really followed Jesus around, did it? Even before his birth, I mean, Mary being told, you are going to give birth to a son. And she's like, well, how can that be? I'm, I'm a virgin. I mean, there, that's not a real peaceful moment for Mary right there, wondering what is happening, then having to go and inform Joseph of what is going on. And, and then when she was nine months pregnant, Mary hops on a donkey and travels across the countryside. And because of that, Jesus was essentially born in a barn, not a very peaceful place, and then his parents get word that Herod is going to kill all of the boys underneath the age of two because of him, and so they rush off to Egypt. And so Jesus starts his life as a refugee living in a foreign land that probably didn't want him there. Not a lot of peace. And Jesus isn't even out of diapers yet. And then you get to his teachings have you really studied the hard sayings of Jesus? There's one point where he says, I've not come to bring peace, no, I've come to bring a sword. He, he, he talks about, if you want to follow me, you must be willing to die, to leave everything behind. I've come to divide mother and father, son. 
There's not a lot of peace in Jesus' teachings. And if that weren't enough, Jesus' life on earth ended with about as much peace as it started. He was betrayed by a friend, abandoned by those that were closest to him. Those who who just days earlier had, had cheered for him were now calling for his death. And to top it all off, he was falsely accused, put through a shamble of a trial, and was condemned to death on a cross. And all of these things, man, you look at it, not many people would look to Jesus and say, there goes the Prince of Peace, because there's not a lot of peace in his wake. And it doesn't get much better when you look at our world today. <laughs> I could go on about the things in the news and in our lives that just don't bring a lot of peace, but there are kids in the room and I don't want to upset them. <laughs> but it's true. I mean, we can point to whatever news story is on the front page. There's just not a lot of peace in our world today. And all of this makes me wonder sometimes, like, Isaiah, did you miss it with the whole Prince of Peace thing? <laughs> there wasn't much peace then, and there certainly isn't much now. And so I think the question for us to kind of wrestle with is, is this. How is Jesus the Prince of Peace when we don't see much peace in the world around us? A couple of weeks ago, we said goodbye to a very special lady here at Sherwood Oaks. Uh, Marianne Muckerhide and her husband Scott and their three boys have attended Sherwood Oaks for um, many years, almost 30 years. And after a long, hard-fought battle, Marianne succumbed to cancer on December 6th. And what's incredible is that those who knew Marianne the most and the best and walked closest with her during that time they said that in the final months and weeks and even days of her life, it seemed like Marianne, whose strength was, and faith was already so strong, just grew closer to the Lord as she relied more and more on him. And that, that actually the closer that Marianne got to death, the more at peace she was. And it's because of her deep, rich, abiding faith, Marianne loved Jesus. She wanted others to love Jesus. One of my favorite stories that I heard at her funeral was that, that Marianne took her Bible that was just filled with notes and highlights, and, and she bought three Bibles, one for each of her sons, and she painstakingly, over the course of several months, went page by page, line by line, and highlighted and copied those notes and gave each one of her sons their own Bible that was a replica of her own because she wanted them to know the Jesus that she had come to know and to find peace in him that she had come to find. And Marianne did not fret or fear death because she knew that the Lord was with her. She knew Jesus as her Prince of Peace and the peace that she found in him brought so much comfort to Scott and to the boys when she passed. I called Scott and asked him a couple weeks ago, is it okay if I share this story this morning? And, and he said that there's probably nothing that would make Marianne more proud to know. That, that her faith could be an example to us about what it looks like in the midst of hardships 
in the midst of the chaos and the pain that is all around us, to find and experience Jesus as our Prince of Peace. And she learned something during that difficult time that I think can teach us a lot about finding peace when we don't see much of it around us. Peace, peace is not the absence of problems. Peace is the presence of Jesus. I was talking to someone even this morning who just confirmed that in his own life. Peace is not the absence of problems. It is the presence of Jesus. In fact, I think that peace is oftentimes seen most in the presence of chaos and pain. It's like a light is, is seen best in the darkness. Peace is best seen and best realized and best experienced in the midst of the chaos that surrounds us. And the presence of Jesus can bring us peace no matter what difficult path we are on. He steps into the chaos. He steps into the uncertainty with us as our Prince of Peace. And in this now and not yet kingdom of Jesus that we talked about last week, Jesus brings us peace now and will ultimately bring peace in the fulfillment of all things. In the here and now, Jesus brings us peace in a couple of ways. First, he brings us peace with God. Jesus brings us peace with God. If you have your Bibles open, flip over a handful of chapters later to Isaiah chapter 53, where where Isaiah transitions from from the Savior and this Messiah that is going to come and rescue to to the way that he is going to do that through his own suffering. And he says this in chapter 53, verse 5. It says, he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. See, Scripture teaches that because of our sin, we are separated from God. We are actually enemies of his. The the apostle Paul would later go on and say in Romans 6.23 that the wages of our sin, what we have earned for our sin is death. But Jesus bore our sin on the cross. He took the punishment that we deserve and brought us peace with the Father through his death, burial, and resurrection. Jesus closes the gap that our sin creates when we put our faith in him. He allowed himself to be wounded so that we could be healed. And as our Prince of Peace, Jesus also brings us peace within. This is the peace that Marianne had, and I think it's the peace that we all desire. It's this quiet confidence that no matter what we walk through, we are not alone. Jesus walks with us, and he assures us this in John chapter 16. He's talking about all the grief and the hardship that we are going to experience in this world As we follow him, and this is what he says, he says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Jesus has not promised us an easy path to walk as we follow him, but he has promised us his presence as we walk it. And because Jesus has overcome, we can find peace forever. That's the promise of Revelation 21. That he will one day wipe away every tear. There will be no more mourning, no more crying, no more pain. 
no more death. He will return once and for all to redeem and restore and renew all things. Until then, we can walk through this life knowing Jesus as our Prince of Peace. And so how do we find that peace? It's only in him. Life gets tangled up in so many things. We become forgetful and we lose sight of love and joy and hope and peace that he has brought us. But it all comes back to Jesus. It's all about Jesus. As we start this new year, I wonder where do you need the Prince of Peace to step into your own life? Maybe even right now, this morning. Do you need Jesus to to come in and to rescue you from your sin that has separated you from God? Maybe embracing him as your Lord and Savior for the first time or for the next time. And we want to help you take that step. If you're ready to find and follow Jesus, if you're ready to recommit and say, Jesus, I am all yours again as I start this new year. We're going to have some people around the room with lanyards on that would love to talk with you, to pray with you, and to help you take whatever that next step might be. Or maybe just today, there is a place and something in your life that you're walking through that feels like chaos, that feels like darkness. And you just need the Prince of Peace to step into that with you or someone that you know and that you love needs the Prince of Peace in their life. What I want to do this morning as we close off is just take a few moments of silence. And Quentin's going to play softly behind. And if there's a place where you need the Prince of Peace to step into your life today, would you just surrender that to him? I, I like to sometimes take the posture of putting my hands up, palms up, as I am praying to receive something in this receiving position. So if you need to receive Jesus as your Prince of Peace, maybe just sit there with your palms up right now and pray for that thing to receive him. Or if you need to lay something down, and that's what's going to bring you peace. (laughs) And turn those palms over. Just lay it down before the Lord. And let's spend a few moments inviting Jesus, the Prince of Peace, to come into our life right now. Jesus, thank you that you are familiar with pain, with heartache, with chaos. And because of that, you are able to relate to us and be not just our great high priest, but Lord, you are able to be our prince of peace. Lord, thank you for your compassion and your empathy that you have for us. And Lord, I I am grateful that you heard every single prayer that was offered up in faith this morning. And God, I pray that you will enter into those situations 
that, um, that you know about, Lord, and that you will bring your peace. God, I pray that uh, if there's someone here this morning that has yet to invite you and to be their Lord and their Savior, that God, today will be the day that they experience that peace with you for the first time and the freedom from the bondage of sin that you can bring, Lord. And out of that peace that we have with you, God, may we, may we experience this peace within that no matter what we walk through, no matter what 2022 brought or 2023 is going to bring, Lord, that we know that as our Prince of Peace, you are with us and you are good and you love us. So Father, help us today to, to embrace you and to surrender those areas that cause us concern. And may we experience you this day and this year as our Prince of Peace. I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for watching this message from Sherwood Oaks Christian Church. Did you know you can view any message from the past six years at socc.org slash messages? You can also view complete worship services from the past month at socc.tv.